Not breaking news. Last week's geek news through the lens of two friends with opinions, theories, and fan casting. This is Geek Speak Last Week! Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Geek Speak Last Week. I am Ed, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Brian. Say hello. What's good, everybody? I'm back for another week of all the stuff that you guys have already seen, but we're going to touch on it today. Um, I was just telling Brian, I didn't think there was too much in the way of news this week, but we got a lot of stuff to cover here. So I uh, started out with something that's... Uh, kind of gone under the radar for a while but some news just popped up on this and brian just sent this to me this morning i I had seen it earlier in the week but kind of just glanced at it um the new warriors project that was canceled and from what they brought out it looked it looked like it was going to be kind of cool i mean it was it was relegated to i think what was it abc family or something was going to have it yeah so it was back before all those marvel like just they all kind of fell apart i mean cloak and dagger and Mm -hmm. agents of shield and all that stuff kind of went away um but from what they showed at least the the pictures and stuff it looked pretty cool Mm -hmm. and she looked apart i forget the girl's name i forget her actual name uh, milana ventrup yeah she looked real good as squirrel girl um yeah what could have been and you never know down the line they they may end up bringing her in in some form or fashion you know? yeah they may like revisit it at some point or just like it, it 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 died before disney plus's you know slate of stuff started getting created so they may have basically just let all that stuff die out to be like you know what if we're gonna bring any of that back we'll bring it back in our own show yeah because they actually had a I think they had the whole thing cast in a pilot shot and all that stuff. Yeah, right? they, yeah, there was a pilot in the can. It's it's so. interesting because I know the at least what was released. Oh, geez, it's been two years ago now that they were saying it was basically going to follow them as kind of uh, reality stars, right? Right. Which which the comics kind of uh, touched on before Civil War. Yeah, it was it was the version the version that they were doing the team that they were doing was not like the like standard new warriors team that everybody would think about when they think about the new warriors it was like it was like it was one of those like one off teams that they created for like a specific run kind of like that x force run that created dupe and all of that and like all of and 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 whatnot like that that everybody loved that run but like that nothing of that ever gets really brought up again except for duke yeah like you know what i mean so i feel like this is and not to say that none of those characters like ever showed up again yeah they did but there was that incarnation of the new warriors never reappeared yeah it wasn't so. the classic night thrasher no all that stuff no. but they did have uh speedball was in there wasn't he yes speedball yeah. was one so he was and it was and, and it was like i said it was like one of those just weird like one of those weird just fun books and that's what it looked like the show was going to be it was going to be a very um knowing funny like kind of quirky show it didn't look like it was going to be serious hard-hitting superhero drama but i think there would have been 
a slot for that. You know what I mean? Like, because we don't have many funny, like lighthearted comic book shows. I mean, when you think about them, really, I mean, Legends of Tomorrow is kind of lighthearted, but they do delve into some serious storylines and stuff like that. I don't even know of another like lighthearted comic book series so it would have really isn't there really isn't except for like uh the modok one on hulu that was on i haven't watched that um and 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 that's that's animation but yeah that's animated so it's not there yeah so it's not the same (laughs) yeah um i think it's you know it was going for an irreverent tone which would have been you know filling filling a certain void so i think it would have been cool um but then again i think it came out at that time where, like I said, it was before Disney plus and you, or like you said, before Disney plus kind of started churning out all this content and they were just optioning ABC and Hulu and all these other places to throw that stuff out. Um, I, I was just going to say there was another show that was that kind of leaned in that direction that they were going to come out with too. And I can't remember what it was. It was like, it was another show that I thought of. Oh, weren't they going to do a Howard the Duck? Or was that animated as well? No, that was animated. They were going to do... Um, um, it was like one for... They were going to do one for DC where it was like... Uh, I forgot. It was like the company... It was like a... Co- like they, damage they, control. Yeah. Yes, it was a yes, damage yes, control yes. type thing. But it wasn't damage control because it was... <clears throat> they, Marvel was going to do a damage control too. But they, yeah, and they but, were both like kind of taking the office. Yes. And, yes. And using yes. their Marvel characters. Yeah. I yes. recall the both, both of them were kind of com- coming out or in talks at the same time are going to be coming out and yeah. neither of them happened or maybe and actually, no, the other, the DC one happened. It had like it three episodes and then it was just like, and then it just died. Yeah. I don't even remember it coming out. That's how, you know, that's how much I knew about it, but it was Alan Tudyk was in it. Correct. Yes, yes. Who I love. So I should have watched that. I don't know why I didn't. I guess just too much other stuff going on. But um, I remember he was cast in it. And I was like, oh, I like Alan Tudyk. And I like the the idea of, I guess, a office-type comedy show being set in the DC universe. Yeah, exactly. Excuse me. It it just seemed like it would have been a a good – fit and it's like it just it, it like literally like was just doa yeah yeah odd but either way i mean again we we may end up seeing those characters and even possibly those actors and actresses playing those roles eventually so you never know but uh the few pictures that they released were pretty cool so check them out if you get a chance um if you're a huge squirrel girl fan <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I mean, I've I've seen her in books, and I think that you know it's a a funny idea or whatever. But I I'm not a, the hugest Squirrel Girl fan in the world, but uh, definitely worth checking out if you haven't seen it already. Um, another thing that came out this week that was very quick, <clears throat> um, but they showed the first footage of the Peacemaker show that's going to be on HBO Max within a sizzle reel that they just came out with uh, a few days ago. And from what I see in the episode, (laughs) it was very much this just more of suicide squad, him being so deadpan 
and he just shows up at like a it looks like they're having dinner and he comes into the booth where they're having dinner and the girls what'd she say why are you wearing you why are you wearing your costume and he says it's a uniform and i just started laughing because that's that's a pretty funny line and he says it just so matter of factly and and straight (laughs) yeah i I love it straight as as it could be it's not a costume it's a uniform uniform. (laughs) um also a couple of uh like it looked like a couple of gun battles and an explosion he's like shooting a missile launcher at, at a certain point um so yeah just real quick probably like maybe 15 seconds of it but it was pretty cool just to see what the the tone of the show is going to be i'm looking forward to it i I, even though he you know turned traitor i i was fully invested in his character i like i enjoyed him the the whole way through absolutely he was he was one of the highlights out of that for me for sure um again my boy polka dot man was was probably my favorite character of the whole thing but uh he was he was definitely in there i mean i have to revisit that movie because I remember having a lot of fun with it, but I don't remember everything that happened in it. I remember liking mm-hmm. King Shark. I remember liking Polka Dot Man. I remember liking Peacemaker and and a few of the action set pieces and stuff, but I really have to revisit it because it was a lot better than I think people give it credit for. Oh, um, I enjoyed the crap out of it. Yeah, I really liked it. I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I thought it was... it it. A completely different movie than the first one and it's yeah, like absolutely. because they because they allowed him to do what he wanted to do and there was no compromise and i i that's yeah so i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed that um because it was going to bother me i had to look it up the name of that show was powerless powerless yes 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 and they were basically office workers in a superhero world correct that yeah. was the gist of it yeah uh-huh um, but there was going to be a damage control show, wasn't there? Like yes, kind there of was. the Marvel equivalent of that. I don't yes. know that that got past just uh, development. Did that ever get any kind of? Um, did did that get any kind of casting or releases or anything like that? Do we know? I can't I, recall off the top of my head. Not that I know of. <clears throat> That's interesting because they're already an established thing. You know what I mean? It's, it'll be interesting if they ever get around them making that a show. Uh, maybe it's just one of those ideas that kind of came and went. I don't know. Um, but in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, since we're speaking of it, Brian had the chance to finally catch up and watch Black Widow. So uh, let's get your thoughts on it, Brian. I cannot wait for Yelena. I'm telling you. Did I tell I you? I cannot wait for is- Yelena. She is a, the standout of that movie. Yo, Florence Pugh killed it. She yeah. absolutely killed it. And I'm like, you know, I know this is like kind of the uh, 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 like the whole passing of the torch thing. And, and that that's part of what the movie was for. But at the same time, you know, we get to see, you know, Scarlett do her thing one last time. But it's like, yo, Yelena just came in and just killed it. And I absolutely loved her character, like, throughout the entire thing. Like, I got I got more out of her than I got in, like, all of the Avengers movies for yes. for um, Natasha's character. And I feel, and that's, 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 that's messed up. Yes, she was good to a, to a flaw. That's, 
she was so good, but overshadowed Scarlett Johansson so much in her own movie. Um, and, not to say I Scarlett mean, Johansson wasn't good. She was good in it, but she no, was nowhere near never, as good as Florence Pugh. Like, I'm mad that it took this long for me to get this much time with her because this is what I'm saying. It's, it's like even when we spent a lot of a movie with the character in either Avengers or in like uh, uh, Winter Soldier and then in Civil War, it's like you don't it's not about her. So we didn't get anything on her. It was just like you get a couple of lines here and there from her and a couple of anecdotes and that's it. But right. you don't get any, you don't get like anything of her, like actually personality and who she is and, and, and anything else. And then when you finally get it, you get it along with someone else. And that person, like you said, ends up overshadowing her. And yeah. that's, and that's, that's a shame because for that to be Natasha's swan song, only for us to just be like, it's sad that we've already lost Natasha, but man, am I so glad that we now have Yelena and that's yeah. all you're thinking. Yes. That's and, all your thing. Then again, they could have brought in a person who's supposed to take the reins and her suck, which would have been even worse. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's it kind of stinks that, you know, uh, Scarlett Johansson was kind of overshadowed in this. But I've been I've been on the Florence Pugh train for a long time. I think that girl is one of the best actresses in Hollywood today. She's fantastic at everything she's in. Um, and she just killed this role. She killed it. Agreed. Her, her, uh, accent was amazing. The, the lines they gave her, I mean, the, the character that they wrote for her, I mean, was just one of the best written like characters that, that has come along in a long time. So yep. you instantly like her and She's played by an instantly likable car- uh, actress, so it's it's kind of a no miss situation. Um, but with that being said, yeah, it does kind of suck for us to be like, yeah, this was called Black Widow, and it's that's a moniker. Yes, I get it, but it's really supposed to be uh, Natasha's, you know, movie, but she's overshadowed big time by, but by Yelena. I, I see. But the thing is, is I can't even really say that there, that she was overshadowed because ha, it all came from the chemistry between the two of them. Yeah, I guess it so. really I, did. I, like she was killing, she was killing it with the lines, but it, the chemistry between the two of them is what made is what helped make Yelena's character. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I mean, because you're seeing almost opposites of the same character just a couple years apart right and one one went one way the other one another and uh, the the thing that i really like about the yelena character is as much as she's embraced the assassin in her she also has this hopeful demeanor this she's a, a, a like constantly looking for the best in things and like still wants still wants this family, this thought of a family to be real. And I, I, I don't know. I just really liked that as opposed to Natasha's kind of shut down. Be- besides the, the last couple of movies with the Avengers, like she found her family in the Avengers. Um, it seems like Yelena being that younger sibling has just basically, she just has a, a, 
a desire to have this family. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just a, a more hopeful character than Natasha's ever really portrayed, in my opinion. Agreed. But I, one of the things that I think also made it the way they also kind of almost made you instantly not just like the character, but feel for the character is when you're finally introduced to the adult Yelena and she's chasing down the other widow and when she, the realization of what happens. Yeah. And you like, you feel that and you're like, damn, 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 damn. So you automatically, it's like they automatically make you f- sympathize with her, but they've yeah, already made you like, like her. It's not like she was just, okay, I have to kill this, uh, you know, other widow. She feels for that. She don't want to do it. She's sad that she had to do it. You know, it's and like she had no control. She had no control over it. Um, but yes, great, great character. And the movie overall, I'm assuming you really enjoyed. I did. I, 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 I think they can fix the taskmaster issue as well but i mean yeah I, it's one of those okay you did it this way but now you can do it the right way as well and i i i just yeah i i do i do i i did see in uh like a video it was a thing and that made me you know and i kind of saw it that way as well it was that it was sort of a missed opportunity with the, the with with that character because by turning her into another puppet they missed the opportunity to actually have like an actual emotional fight oh, for sure yeah so yeah I mean, even that, if that they was had just and there's a few ways that I think, and I've been thinking about since I saw the movie, there's a few ways they could have played that character that would have worked better than what they did. Um, the one thing I really think that they should have done was have a voice modulator. Still keep the same thing. It's it's his daughter, and she was scarred by the, the explosion. And there's a voice modulator that makes her sound male. So throughout the whole movie, you can have that swerve of her being the, the daughter and you not seeing that coming, even though I saw it coming from the opening credits when they said Olga Kurilenko is in the movie. And I'm like, Oh, she wasn't in any of this. She must be taskmaster. She was in none of the advertising stuff. So mm-hmm. I knew right away, but I mean, to the casual movie going audience, they may not catch that, but if they had just kept the character exactly the way it is, kept her being uh, the, the daughter had the voice modulator sound like a male, but have her have a voice and be angry towards natasha and have a grudge and have a you know have a cross to bear with her that would have made that character a thousand times better um yep Yep. and again you know this is all hindsight i'm i'm not saying i'm better than the marvel writing team i'm just saying in my opinion that would have elevated that specific dynamic a thousand no you're not the only you're not the only one that feels that way that's 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 the thing so it's I mean, I enjoyed the movie, but I feel like that was a missed opportunity. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it was bad because of it. I'm literally just saying it was a missed opportunity. Yeah, for sure. It's the same way I said it was the same. The same way I said there was that missed opportunity with uh, um, 
Wait, did we even talk about that one yet? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so I'm so wait. What was? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Okay, so yeah, the missed opportunity with the the zomb with the Marvel. I said it was a missed yes, opportunity yes, with yes, the yes. Marvel zombies to yeah. not have them still be talking. Yes, it's it's one of those. It was good. It could have been so much better. Um, again, it's if that's the biggest problem with the movie, it's a very small problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think the overall. Uh, the overall relationships in that movie are what makes that movie, um, especially with Red Guardian and uh, the original uh, Black Widow, whatever her name was. I forget her name. The mothers, uh, the Melina. mother role. Yes, I, I think that all of that stuff was just so well done and so well acted. The only problem David I had. Harbor. A, I'm sorry. Oh, David Harbour and Rachel Weisz. Yeah, they were they were amazing. Um, the only person I thought was terribly miscast was Ray Winstone as Drakoff. Now, don't get me wrong. I love him as an actor. I've seen him in a ton of stuff. I think he's a really good actor, but he was terribly miscast in this movie. Um, I don't understand in movies sometimes like how the directors don't just go, hey, uh, you kind of lost your accent there. Let's do that again. Because his accent was fucking all over the place. He was British. He was Russian. He was sometimes American. It was a mess. And he is a British guy and speaks kind of with a Cockney accent most of the time. So it must be hard for him to deliver a Russian accent. I'm not saying it's easy to do. I can't do it. But he's an actor, so you expect him to be able to do it, yet he can't do it. And my thought the whole time was, why didn't they just get a Russian actor to play this part? You know what I mean? Like, Ray, Ray Winstone's not like Tom Hanks or, you know, uh, Tom Cruise or some big giant name. He's a character actor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they could have gotten a Russian character actor to do the same exact part. I didn't really get why they went with Ray Winstone. I'm sure he's loving it. He has a great payday. And, you know, like I said, I like the guy as an actor in every other thing I've seen him in. But I just thought it was a really weird choice to have him play this character, especially the final product being as sketchy as it was. What do, what do you think about that? I mean, I I was trying to ignore the accent thing throughout the movie because as soon as I heard him speaking the like first couple of times, I was like, yeah, no, that's not, no, that's not going to work. That, that's not going to work. Yeah. And again, like you said, there are, there are other, there are Russian character actors out there that they can have just gotten to do the same thing that have been doing the same thing for years because yeah. that's literally their thing. So yeah, exactly. Like I, don't understand why they didn't reach out to one of them and leave Ray Winstone alone and use him for something better. Sure. Honestly, when he first cropped up in the casting, I was almost sure he was going to end up playing Ursa Major. I was like, okay, if they change him and make him, first of all, I was like, oh, they could make him Russian. Maybe he could do a Russian accent. (laughs) I was wrong. And then I was like, well, maybe they'll just like change it and he'll just be a British guy on a team 
and then Ursa Major didn't really come into effect at all in this movie. I mean, he has a small cameo played by some bodybuilder dude or some crap, and he's not even in his bear form. But I, when I saw his name before I saw the movie like come out in the casting, I was like, he must be playing Ursa Major. I see him as an Ursa Major kind of character, but it did not pan out that way. Instead, he plays a Russian taskmaster for... <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. Um, for Taskmaster. For yeah, he's just like the leader of this elite killing squadron, and I was like, no, that doesn't make much sense. Why, why, why cast him? I definitely wouldn't done. I definitely wouldn't have done it that way. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, 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 I can't think of any off the top of my head. But like, literally, I have some in the in the back of my head. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like. I, I can't think of any off the top of my head either, but I mean, even you've seen the movie Snatch, right? Yeah. The guy who plays, uh, what is his name? Uh, the uh, Bullet Tooth Tony. Put him in there. Mm. He's a Russian mobster. Put him in there. You know what I mean? Like, there are actors. There's thousands and thousands of actors in the world, not only in America, but in other countries as well. I mean, there's Russian movies get somebody from a Russian movie and, uh, you know, use, it was weird also that even though they're in Russia and they all know how to speak Russian and this is just a movie thing. They do it all the time. They weren't speaking Russian with American uh, subtitles. They were all speaking with a, you know, speaking English. Except for the, the occasional couple of words here and there. Yes. Yeah. Sporadically, they would have a few things here and there, but I was like, if they all know Russian and they're in Russia, why wouldn't they all just speak, speak Russian and then we have to just read subtitles because you know the majority of Americans are lazy and don't want to do that is the well because they didn't do that for Black Panther they're not going to do that for that yeah it's true I never even thought of that they they, (laughs) they did not put the whole movie in Kosi because then you'd have to because then you'd actually have to make the actors learn the language for more a lot more yeah I guess so you're literally having them speak up words of like hours worth of of a, of a foreign language to them it's one thing to get out a couple of lines and make it sound good but it's 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 another thing to be able to speak it constantly even if yeah, you know right. that that's a lot yeah, yeah i guess you got a point i just thought it was very odd like the whole thing the whole ray winstone thing was super weird but again i mean i have very very few problems with the movie overall i think it was really good um, I enjoyed it. The action was done really well. Um, what did you think about the uh, after credit stinger? I already knew about it, so I was. Oh, okay. So you were just like, "Oh yeah, here it comes." Mm-hmm. I like. I already. I had already heard about it, and I. I don't think it really makes a difference. I actually think it plays better that it came after Falcon and Winter Soldier. I do too. Yeah. Like I feel like if it had come out before. People would have been like, what, the, what, what, who, what? Yeah. And because she doesn't, because she doesn't explain who she is there. But in yes. Falcon and Winter Soldier, she does. Yes, exactly. I think that, I think it worked much better. And you know what? They may have even had additional footage of her speaking with Yelena, mm-hmm. actually saying who she is. But I think it worked better this way. I think you're right. Um, showing up in Falcon and the Winter Soldier first and then showing up in this. And then I can't wait to see her in Hawkeye. 
And I'm glad that they didn't put her in any of the uh in the promotional stuff for that yet. Yeah, I agree. I think that um I mean everybody who's following Marvel stuff knows that she's going to be in the show. So it I they don't have to lean on that yet. Um but yeah, I anytime I can see Florence Pugh, dude, I'm in. She is so goddamn good and she's not hard on the eyes either, I'll be honest. She is uh she's very very cute. So I'm I'm all in for Elena. I can't wait for her to show back up. Um, I guess uh, another movie you recently saw, you went to see Free Guy. You said, yeah, yeah, that movie was a lot of fun. The movie was a whole lot of fun. PG, I just want to let everybody know that PG thirteen Ryan Reynolds is still really funny. <laughs> It was a, it was just a really fun movie. I mean, that's 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 the only that's the one word that I'm going to end up keep using throughout like me talking about it because that's all I it was just it was fun, it was funny. Um there was a lot of video game references. There's a lot of cameos. Um I can't even talk about it without without doing any spoilers and I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I really want anybody everybody to walk into this and not if you haven't if you don't know anything about it other than like what you've seen in the trailer. It's just it's it's fun, it's heartfelt. The action is actually really good in it. Um and it'll make a great double feature with like Ready Player 1. I will say that. Oh, okay. Like, yo, you could like well, you could watch like you could watch Free Guy and then like in like the middle of the day and then finish the evening out by watching like um ready player one you know have dinner in between and then watch that because they they are very similar um to a point um but yeah the references in the game i mean the game good lord in the movie come come pretty fast i i i I just literally every couple minutes i was like oh shit oh shit oh shit like there's either one of two things happened when this movie was getting made. They, when they ask for the rights to get certain things in this movie, they either asked and the people were like, yeah, but you got to pay like a whole bunch of money. Or they were like, yeah, you got to pay us a little bit, but we're just happy to have all our out in there in the open for like in pot in a pop culture movie. So yeah, go for it. Because there's a lot of stuff, and it's not like off-brand versions of things either. And I okay. and, and I don't even want to talk about it. Like, yeah, like like okay, I'm gonna say one. The portal gun from the and I know you don't know this because you don't play video games, but the portal gun from Portal is and Portal Two is and it's not and it's not just some gun that looks no, it's the portal gun. Like and the, and when they open the portals, you open a blue one and then you open up a red one behind. I was like, oh, why? why? Okay, that like. All right, that was cool. Like it, it was, it was very much a lot of that happening throughout the game. Uh, throughout the game, I keep calling that because <laughs> when you're in, when you're in Free City, it really does just feel like you're watching a video game. It is, it's hilarious to watch. It's like, it's like GTA meets Fortnite meets, like it's like all of that just mixed up, and it's just ridiculous. And it's it's just like, and then just the stuff that you see on the screen, like shit glitching and whatnot. And like you're watching, and you're like, 
wow, it really is a video game. It's just like, like we were laughing at background stuff because this is the stuff I'm serious. Like when you see this, like pay attention to everything that's going on in the background as well. Cause there's just crazy stuff happening. So it's, it's a fun movie. It's definitely, if it's still in a the theater, I say definitely go watch it there. Um, if you're comfortable doing that, I'm not trying to force nobody out of their comfort zone, but um, if not, I mean, it should be out on Blu-ray within another couple months or so. That's what I, I'm I, waiting for it to drop on streaming somewhere. I'm I'm sure I once it's out, I'll watch it. I mean, it, it the premise sounds cool enough where I do want to check it out. I'm not the world's biggest uh, Ryan Reynolds fan, as you and I have talked about previously. Mm-hmm. I like him in a handful of things. I think he's decent in some stuff. Um, but well, the, I will say the trailer looked good. It was it's it is. Well, it was better than it was better than I was actually expecting it to be. Um, but uh, the thing the the thing that was so funny about it. Well, no, I shouldn't say funny about it was it wasn't just him that was funny as like. Uh, excuse me. Um, the other main characters played by Jodie Cormer and Joe Keery from Strange um, Stranger Things and Lil, Lil Rel Howard Howery as his best friend. as uh is just fantastic like it's like i like when the movie ended i was like yo because i already at that point i already knew they were had they had already greenlit a sequel i was like if buddy is not in in the the next movie i don't want to see it (laughs) like because their friendship is central so it's like literally like if he's not there then it basically means everything you just said from the first movie is moot yeah i really hate when they do that for sequels I, the one that pops into my head most is Ted 2, where they got, well, that didn't get rid of. She didn't come back. Mila Kunis didn't come back. Right. That She was part of that first movie and part of the reason that I liked that first movie so much. Um, and when she didn't come back, I was like, wow. Well, you know, like a lot of times the love interest won't come back for, for movies. Batman, for instance, 89. Vicky Vale don't come back. I get it. You know, some people don't want to come back for whatever reason. It might be pay. It might be they didn't like the material, whatever. Um, But like in Ted, I feel like she was in integral to what made that first movie so good. Although Ted 2 was one of those movies that kind of even without her was still good. I thought, in my opinion, those two movies are really good, in my opinion. Um, But yeah, I'll definitely be checking out Free Guy. It's not like I'm super duper pumped and as soon as it comes out, I'm going to watch it. But eventually I will, and I'll, I'll let you know what I think of it. Because, again, there will be stuff there that will completely fly over my head because I'm not a video game guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, even, like, stuff like, uh, like you said, Ready Player One or, um, oh, uh, geez, what is it called? Wreck-It Ralph. Like, when they had – and pick, uh, picks or Pixels – when mm-hmm. they had those movies that came out and they had these video game references and pop culture references, it's cool to see stuff in the background that you recognize, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm not a complete video game illiterate. I know certain things and I know big things and I know what's, I know what's out now and what they look like and all that stuff, Fortnite and all that stuff. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely I'll definitely check it out when it gets out. Yeah, it was, it was, I, I'd say definitely do that. It was, it was, like I said, it was just a lot of fun. I, I 
third. It was just fun. I, I see why my friend was like, kept telling me, you need to go see that. You need to go see that. And then I saw it and I was like, yeah, no, that was fun. I'm glad I saw that. That was a good day. Um, I guess we'll go into speaking of video games. You were also bringing up that uh, Quantified Dreams may be making a Star Wars game. That's a rumor that's out there. Is that? Yeah, I actually that information was actually brought to uh, um, brought to my attention um, by um, by your by our good friend Antonio Ramos tone. Okay, he sent me a thing about it last night and I was like, what's this? <laughs> and now if you if if you guys don't know quantic dreams made uh two really good games but they're more like immersive experiences if anything than they are games um the first one was hard rain which was like a noir detective thing and the ne- the most recent one was detroit become human and that is a really really good multi-layered story where you play as like three different characters and their stories sort of interact within this world and you're trying to figure out a mystery and everything else so when he told me that they would they could possibly be working on a star wars game like my brain just started going like all kinds of places because i'm like what what would you what would they even do because it's not like they they there's action in the games but it's specific to their games and like for the specific parts of the story so there's like chases and things like that but there's not like a lot of like action where it's like fighting and and things like that so i'm like what would what what kind of a game would they make but then i literally just said to myself well whatever it is it's going to be ridiculous and it's going to be it's basically choose your own adventure where your choices will lead you out like down different paths and like with Detroit become human once you finish a chapter it like shows you like all the different paths that you took and all the different paths that you didn't take and you can literally go back and take the different paths so you can see everything uh um and everything um and I'm wondering if they're gonna match for video games yes yes Okay. okay now uh, but like i mean it's a little bit more involved because in like you literally are moving the character around and you're like you're making them do actions as well as you make decisions but i i that's why i'm like i'm wondering what they could possibly do but at the same time i never thought that telltale games could pull off a batman game and that yet badass dude exactly exactly and yet telltale games pulled off a batman game so it's like there's things that you don't think that a developer could do but once they get their hands on it the wheels start turning and all i'm thinking to myself is well whatever they do is just going to be ridiculous because it they 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 craft such great stories that you're just like yeah no i I want to see what they're going to do. I want to, I, I would love to see what they're going to do. Let them do some bounty hunter shit. Hmm. Like for real. Like, I mean, like it, I could see that. Like, would you just basically trying to use your charisma and whatever to like navigate out in and out of certain situations? That's the one thing that I think of all the stuff that's coming out, 
with the Star Wars shows on Disney Plus. The stuff that I'm most interested in is the bounty hunter stuff. Um, but it looks like they haven't released a proper like following the bounty hunters because there was a there was a book out in the 80s and 90s that was basically it was the bounty hunters book. I think it's it's not canon anymore. But that book series was awesome. And to have a video game, like you just said, a video game following those characters would be badass. I, I would be all in for that. They're actually doing something in the comics right now. Like it's like a bounty hunter war. It's actually uh, that's taking place while uh, Han's uh, in Carbonite. Okay. Like they're doing a war right now, and like he's like my man is just literally he's literally being traded around left and right right now and being stolen and shit. And I'm like, mm, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna be reading that storyline. That that's for sure. Because all of these new Marvel Star Wars comics are canon. Yes. So we, I'm gonna be read reading one for Comic Book Club, and that was a pretty good one. I like that one. What was it? Uh, which one? Christ, I I. I have no idea what it was called. You guys uh, the Dr. Afra series. It was it wasn't Dr. Afra. It was oh man. It was the first volume and the first volume basically lets off finding out that Han Solo had a wife. Oh yeah, I read that one too. Uh, I read that what one the too. hell was it? And she I read that I was like Han Solo's got this wife, right? Who's hot as hell. She looks like Sine Lathan. Yeah, I saw. I saw. Gorgeous. And I'm like, and he's fucking sweating Leia. Like, come on, bro. Like, what are you doing? What did you, what are you doing? Try to get back with this chick. She's hot as hell. I read that. I read that series. That was a good series. That was a good series. I've actually read a couple of their series. And I only did the first volume. I don't think we did. I don't think we followed up with that. Maybe like on our, the people in the group may have followed it up on their own, but I, as a club, we never followed it up. You guys should definitely dive back in because some of those storylines are really good and some of the characters they've created. Like like I said, the Dr. Afra series is great. The Vader series is... The, the Vader, Vader series, series is was a, one that we were going to get into. I forget what yeah, the you, other one was called, the one that we read. I it just totally... You guys got to read that Vader one. The, well, like, he's got a... He's on his, like, third one now. But, man, listen, Vader has never looked so... Uh, has never, never been so badass. Like, the stuff that he's done in these comic books... I'm yeah. just like, yeah. I can't even remember what it was, but I remember there was a splash page in the one that we read, and it was Vader just being a total fucking badass. And I was like, dude, this is what I want to see in the movies. And this is what I want to see in the Disney series. And for the most part, they've delivered. Those Disney Plus series on, on there, they're really, really good. Um, my, my man, my man, my man took on an X-Wing squadron without his ship yeah he I'm, i can't wait to get in <laughs> with oh mm. okay anyway <laughs> sorry we got we got a little we got a little messed up here now nah, we're good we're good we're still rolling um the other thing that we wanted to bring up was you got a chance to see the new he-man and the masters of the universe cartoon I have not watched it yet, but I am planning on watching it soon. Um, I was under the impression that it was more geared towards kids, but you set me right on that one. You said, no, it touches some pretty uh, 
some pretty adult themes and stuff. So let's hear, let's hear what you got for this. Well, one. I wouldn't say adult. It's definitely geared for kids. I will say that. That being said, adults can enjoy it. Um, when I watched it, first of all, the animation is actually what got me because I saw the first picture and I was like, eh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. And then I saw the first trailer and I was like, okay, that doesn't look nearly as bad as I, I imagined it was going to be. But, you know, that's still just a bunch of flashing images and stuff is just going and you have no context. And, you know, it's not, you know, it's just too much. So yeah. I turned on Netflix one day uh, after my friend was actually like bombarding my phone after he watched the whole thing in one in one day. And I turned on my Netflix to put it in my queue and put it on my list. And you know how when you um, when you're on the main screen or in the menu and it has it at, um, and then you um, and it like start playing sort of like a clip. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So it just started playing a random. It just started playing this clip from the show and it was just a quiet moment. You know, nothing was happening. People were talking, but I'm looking at it and I'm looking at the animation going that actually looks really good. That, that actually looks really, really good. Like, and it's like I said, just talking. And again, it was one of those moments in the trailer that I actually for a second was like, maybe I could watch this. And it was, there was a moment like that. And it was with the same character, which is Tila. And I'm like, okay, their animators are good. They, they get expressions well and everything else. So anyway, long story short, the show it does character building really well, world building really well. This is a complete reimagining of He-Man for today. It's not bad. I thoroughly liked what they did. And there are nods and homages and I don't, I don't even want to call them cameos of, you know, but there's things in there for yeah. the hardcore fans they're like there's stuff that there's going to be characters that like you know kids like and they're going to be like oh they're so fun like these two guards there's i'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. there's two palace guards and one's purple and one's blue one's name is tuvar and the other one's name is badra <laughs> and they're always together and they're, and they're just like and, but they're like they're kind of like comic comic relief and i know like sir if like any little kids get into it, they're going to be like, there's two are so funny. I love Tuva and Badra. And I'm thinking to myself, that's too bad. Yeah, of course. Uh-huh. That's too bad. And I was like, and if too bad never shows up in the show, that's absolutely fine. These two are actually hilarious and I enjoy yeah. having them on the show. So I that, okay. that nod is, is enough right there. That it, is enough. And there's, but there's a whole lot more than that. And that's right, no, I, that's, I see that's just an example, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like at one point they've been in these, I've been watching it for a couple of episodes. They've been on these vehicles a couple of times and they were like, yeah. And the sky sled. And I was like, Oh shit, those are sky sleds. Okay. All right. Now I was like, I'm, I'm like, all right, I like this with certain aspects of it. Like it, like attorney, uh, eternal city, uh, which is the, the capital city. Uh-huh. doesn't look anything like what you imagine but when you're like down on the ground and whatnot it looks familiar and that's what it was like that it was like new familiar yeah, new right. familiar new 
familiar. And I liked the way they did that. Like every time something new hit, something familiar was right behind it to like ease you in. And you're like, all right, right no, that's, that's, I'm okay with this now. Like, See, I that's like the, the way thing. You like that. you and I spoke about this on the first episode. There's always going to be the original. You can yes. always go back and watch it. Just because something is new and different doesn't mean it's bad. It may not be for you, and that's okay. Not everything's for everybody. But the fact that they're making these things out of this property that we have thought has been dead for 20 years is cool. Like, in my opinion, I'm going to watch this show just because you've told me how good it is, and I'm going to watch it. It may not be for me. I may watch and be like, you know what? It's, it's geared towards kids. I'm not really crazy about it. Whatever. But the fact that it's there for new generations to watch this stuff and say, you know, I, my, my daughter is much older, so is yours. But say your, your kid's five, six years old, seven years old, and they go, oh, I really like He-Man. And you can go, you know what? I used to watch He-Man when I was a kid. Let's watch the old one together. That's mm-hmm. something that the families can bond to. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be. You're, you know, oh, my, my childhood is ruined. It's just a new thing. It's just a thing. It's just shit. There's media everywhere. Do I watch it all and listen to it all? No, there's certain things that I like and I watch football. For instance, you, I know, I, I believe you're a football fan. I'm not, I don't care about sports. I'm not saying sports are bad. I'm just saying, I don't give a shit about them. So I don't watch them. If you want to watch them, go ahead, do it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. If you like it and it brings you joy, do it. The fact that these fucking idiots are always like, oh, you ruined my childhood. This, this is this is bad. This is shitty. It drives me nuts. It's like, just let things exist and either ignore them or give them time. And if you don't like them, you don't like them. It's fucking easy. It's very easy. You know, I don't on top of all that, your childhood can't be ruined because you're grown. You've already, You've already had it. your childhood. You already, already had, had it. It's it. already been there. Yes, exactly. exactly. You, it's it's past tense. You can't you can't you can't ruin something that's already happened. I don't so, know how people can be mad that something they loved is making a resurgence in any way, form, or fashion. It, and, it's and, bizarre. And that's what I'm saying. This actually has all the essence of what came before. Right. They yeah, took, exactly. And they took things from the they even took things from like the 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 la, the, the last reboot, which because they brought the whole Keldor thing in and I'm like, Oh, okay, okay this yeah. is cool. And I'm like, but, and they've switched the entire dynamic of things. So, and yes, they've added things and don't get me wrong. It there's, it's weird seeing certain things and how they've changed up things. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's different. But I, I like, I see why they did it though. It's like, okay, what are the things that are popular right now? What are the shows that are popular right now? What are the things that have been enduring forever? Well, of yeah. course, Power Rangers has been around forever. Let's throw a little bit of that in there too. Boom. Sure. Let's yeah. throw in the te- let's throw in the whole teenage aspect. Boom. Let's throw in some technology because everybody likes technology and cool shit. Boom. And and I'm like, so I'm watching this, and every time some like I said, something new happens, something familiar hits, and I'm just like, yo, but that's still I like what they're doing. Like they haven't gotten rid of magic altogether. Their castle Grayskull is off the chain, and like I it, it just. And the the art style with this one is very reminiscent of the last iteration of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. In my, from what I saw, the CG very blocky and and like 
which is for a reason because kids watched that and now kids are watching this. It looks the same. That's the reason they're doing it. It's not. It, it reminds me of, it actually reminds me of that troll hunter show that's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I've it looks a lot that like too. that. It really does. And that's not a bad thing. Cause that show has done so well. It's got like three seasons of its own and like three spinoffs. So like it, it was good. The show is good. It, it, it definitely still adheres to He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. My biggest gripe with the show is the He-Man design. And once I realized something else about it, the He-Man design stopped bothering me. And that was this. He-Man is the only one that's designed like that. Until you see Skeletor. And Skeletor is designed exactly like He-Man. And remember, these this show is still trying to sell toys. Sure. So for them to design the most powerful man in the universe with the giant upper body and the you know smaller legs, it's the emphasis on his strength. Because when you do all the other characters, none of them are built and ridiculous like that. Right. So even characters that are muscular, like Trapjaw, he ain't not as he's not as muscular as Skeletor and He-Man. Those are the two big ones. So they're, you know, they're brolic. They're huge, and then it, and and that design, that design alone, was bothering me for the longest time until, like I said, until Skeletor actually came on. But it scene. also it also goes back to something deeper, and like more childish because if you think about it, when you're a kid. You're like, oh, the big one's obviously the leader. So it just goes back to that. It's, it's maybe not as much thought went into it as, oh, it ha- they have to be different. As we have to establish that these two guys are the leaders of their, you know, yeah. their teams. So yeah. obviously they're going to be bigger than those guys. We're going to make them bigger, and stronger makes, looking. Because if you're, if you're thinking about it, it's geared towards children. It's trying to sell toys. And kids think that way. They're like, oh, the big one's the leader. And that's a good way to tell a kid that this guy is in charge is to make him bigger than the others. You know, it's very, uh, it's a very simple formula. And I, you know, I, I can't hate that. I mean, again, I haven't watched the, the series yet. I plan on getting to it this weekend. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of the stuff is kind of like formulaic, which is fine. I mean, it is what it is. It's a kid show. So. It's it's and it's an enjoyable, but they definitely did not try to. It's a kid's show, but it's when I say that it's good, it's it's adult enough for the kid, the the adults to enjoy. It has an overarching, it has an overarching story, so okay. it's not just fight yeah. of the fight of the a day, you know, whatever. It right. builds. There's actual character building, character arts, you know, right. and everybody has their moment. And that's what I really, really also liked about it. Um, the show that I would compare this one uh, to the most uh, is actually another 80s reboot. Um, and it came out couple, uh, almost a decade ago now. Um, and it was done in CGI as well. Um, and it was uh, Transformers Prime. Yeah, you talked and about that. I, I, I know my one friend couldn't get into that show because... In that show, and again, it was geared for kids, but in that show, everybody, all the Transformers basically had actual mouths, even Optimus. He had a face shield, 
but the face shield pulled back and he had the mouth, just like in the movies and whatnot. So, and they did take certain things from the movies as well, but they also took a lot from the 80s cartoon. And there was a lot of the DNA of both the movies in the and the original 80s cartoon within this cartoon. And they had Peter... Peter Weller and uh, not Peter Weller. They had um, they had um, Peter Cullen and Frank Welker doing uh, um, the voices of Optimus Prime and uh, Megatron, respectively. So you had that nostalgia factor back. And as familiar as it was, they still told brand new stories. Um, yet they brought in familiar aspects so it was it was really 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 cool um but what made that show so fun to still watch was that as familiar as it felt and then it it was still very new because they were doing a lot of new things with old lore and there were twists and there were turns and yet it's still being aimed at kids i was still on for the ride yeah. To the point where I own the entire series. Yep. And that's the that's the feeling I got when I sat down and watched this because I almost watched the whole thing in one sitting too. Because by the time I got to the sixth episode, I was like, oh, I gotta go watch this later. I gotta stop. But how many how many episodes are in this uh, Masters of the Universe so far? Ten. Ten. They dropped it all on Netflix. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I'm, it's I'm a it's a breeze to watch. It, it it's a real breeze to watch. And and that's why I said. It, it keeps you it actually keeps you engaged like the characters and the story keeps you engaged so it's not like oh every time an episode ends i was just like i got time yeah you know and i just watched another one and then yeah so right. awesome i think yeah, everybody that's that a fan will actually that's a true fan and that doesn't get all hurt in their feelings because <laughs> something is different oh, yeah. should be okay watching this um all right well that's awesome i'll be checking that out this weekend um something that i checked out in the last couple days here was malignant um new horror movie from james wan i know you haven't had a chance to catch it yet brian but i'll just touch on it real quick um i'm a big horror fan so as soon as i heard he was coming out with a new movie i like most of his movies so i was excited this one, it's pretty wild, dude. It, I'm not going to lie. It's it's not a great movie. It's very fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a movie where, and everybody has said this, it's nothing new. The third act goes completely off the rails. It's like the movie's going along and going along, and then all of a sudden the third act is just bonkers. Um with that being said, I kind of knew where it was going within the first half hour, um, just having watched enough of this stuff. And um, there are a few cues that, that kind of tell you this is what's going on. So I was kind of already knew what was happening. And even knowing where it was going to go didn't give it justice because it goes hard on the weird side. Um, it's much more of a action horror than it is a true horror movie um 
there's a lot of gore. If you're not in the gore, the same for you. There's a lot of uh, a lot of body horror, which I've always been a fan of. Oh um, boy! But uh, if you're a fan of James Wan, and I am, I think you'll like it. I think that there's a lot of his signatures in this movie, even though it's not it's not necessarily like anything he's done before. But a lot of his like touch tones are in here. Um, things that you've seen in Insidious, things that you've seen in the Conjuring series, um, they show up. Things that you've seen in the Saw series, um, they show up as even uh, musical cues and stuff like that are kind of similar to other movies. Um, the actors and actresses in it are some have been in other films of his. So it's it's kind of very much feels like a James Wan movie in that way, but it is something completely different than than anything he's really ever done before. Um, I know you said you planned on seeing it eventually. Yeah, I'm probably gonna actually watch it this weekend with my daughter and her sister. Yeah, and their sister. So it's very. Uh, <laughs> I'll be interested in to see what you say about this one. A- again, it's even though it's very close to Halloween, we started kind of, kind of early this year and I kind of watch horror movies all year round. So it doesn't really matter. But once I heard this was coming out, I was like, yeah, I have to check this out. So yeah, if you guys are horror fans, I would check it out. It might not be for everyone. Again, you said it is gory though, right? It is gory. There's a lot of body horror stuff going on. Um, And again, that third act just, Man, it's nuts. It goes crazy. Hmm. I'm going to have to ask if they're going to be. I know Jacinda is, but I don't know if their sister is going to be OK with the body horror aspect. So I'll, I'll have to see. I might, that might be a Saturday thing, but it'll be this weekend for sure. I don't know what it's. I, I, I don't think it's rated R. It's probably rated PG-13, but there is a lot of body stuff in it. It's it's a very body horror centric movie. Um, but yeah, and none of it's, and it's all, it's all very, uh, I guess like it's, it's not realistic. You know what I mean? None of it's very realistic. So I would say it's kind of like almost fantasy horror where it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that shit ain't never going to happen, but still it's in there. So yeah, you might want to check and make sure it's all right before you start watching, watching it. And then, uh, somebody's uh either terrified and or you get in trouble for letting them watch it because that might be the case um but yeah overall i thought it was really good um so if you guys are fans of horror definitely check that one out um i guess the other thing we wanted to talk about shortly was the new trailer that came out did that come out today or yesterday the hit monkey trailer yesterday yeah, I didn't I didn't get a chance to watch it until this afternoon. Um, I know that's a character. I'm not really I won't lie, I'm not like super duper into it or know a whole lot about it. I'm just the not trailer a, was cool. I'm just not familiar with them. I have I know he had some I know there was a like a hit monkey in Deadpool comic. Right. That's about the the extent of my knowledge as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the trailer was a lot of fun. The trailer was cool. Um, did they, I, I forget where they said that was coming out on, is that going to be a, uh, 
a Netflix as well? No, that one's Hulu. That's Hulu. Okay. Um, wait, wait, what? Wait, Hitmonkey? Yeah. Hitmonkey is Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, it just looks like <laughs> another one that's just out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I feel the like- idea of that character in general is just pretty weird. So. I feel like Hulu is where they where where these where 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 Marvel puts all their uh their their weird and 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 somewhat more adult stuff. Yes. And as far as the uh the voice cast, it's Jason Sudeikis mm-hmm. is playing Hit Monkey, <laughs> and Olivia Munn is uh, another name that I saw on the list. So I'm uh. I can't say I'm excited to watch it. I'll watch it probably just because I watch all Marvel shit. I'm a good, I'm a good uh, Marvel follower. So yeah, I watch it good, bad or indifferent. I'll watch it. Like I said, I haven't watched that MODOK series yet. It's not for lack of wanting to. I just haven't had the time. Um, But yeah, that like quirky stuff. It's not my, you know, it's not my go-to. I really Mm -hmm. like the. I really like the dramatic and and superhero heavy stuff, but this looks like it's going to be cool, so I'll check it out. You were just saying though that that we that you know it may not be your your thing, but you were saying there's a niche for it. There's definitely exactly. I mean, that's the thing. Like, not everything is for everybody, you know. But the the fact that they're turning out content, you know, I'm sure that people who are you know. Some people don't like Shang-Chi. Some people don't like the Avengers. Some people need something different. So this is that up that alley, you know? And again, I, I may watch this and be like, nah, I don't really like it. It's not my cup of tea. But the fact that they're even making this stuff and they're making so much and such a diverse, mm-hmm. you know, uh, diverse palette for people to check out, it's pretty cool. I mean, who would have ever thought that we get a you know live action shang chi let alone a hit monkey like who the hell nobody you know what i mean like when i was a kid i couldn't even think about this stuff happening and now it's now we have a hit monkey series now we have a modok series where he is him and his family <laughs> like that's just absurd you know what i mean like and I'm, I'm all for it yeah we're living in a great it. time dude i mean you know as far as the the content that geeks can you know watch and read and you know everything it's just it's awesome and back it's when we were kids we didn't have it's it. it's a non-stop it's a non-stop ride now yeah absolutely it really is before like it before it was you get what you get you get your stuff once a week and you be ha- once a month and you be happy and that's yeah. all you get and you get your wizard month once a month and You'd be happy and that's all you get. And now it's just like, nah, it's just all over the place. Just consume it whenever you want it. Absolutely. It's a, it's a golden era for this kind of stuff. Um, So I guess what we'll end on here today is what if episode six, uh, what if Tony Stark was saved by Killmonger? Um, Now, I don't know if we're going to have the same uh, same thoughts on this. Uh, wh- what did you think of it, Brian? 
Well, I haven't really not liked an episode. Um, it's not that I didn't like this episode. I just thought it could have been a lot better. I just... It's... Hmm. It's, it's hard to say because it was one of those episodes that I was, I was looking forward to and it, it went pretty much kind of the way I sort of expected it to, but not really. Mm-hmm. And yet it was, it was entertaining though. <laughs> it was entertaining. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, my initial thoughts on it. I loved, and I always will, because Black Panther is one of my favorite movies, and Black Panther, one of my favorite characters. Bringing him back, bringing back Wakanda, bringing back the Dormelage, just amazing. Like, I just love seeing more of that world. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it was kind of bittersweet. Um, Chadwick yeah, Boseman. That, 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 that was episode three. <sighs> yeah. That was the third, so we got one more with him. So, and, but um, that was this mm. one hit even harder because yes. in, the, in the episode he he dies, and you're like, shit, I really didn't want to see that. You know what I mean? Like, um, that aside, uh, the thing I was most, and I don't, I don't want to say disappointed because. I can't be disappointed because shit didn't work the way I thought it was going to because that's just fucking dumb. But the thing I was ex- I was expecting or hoping for was that they would do things differently than have been done before. Like I wanted Killmonger to be a hero. I wanted Tony to kind of be turned into a villain. And I wanted gotcha. Claw to fucking live because claw is the dude he is one of the most underrated villains in the mcu i love andy circus's claw he is amazing he's just always great and he was great in this episode and the fact that he still fucking died i was really pissed off i'm like god damn it he can't even catch a break in the animated shit um but yeah i was expecting and again i i mean i shouldn't be mad that my expectations weren't met or my thoughts of the way things were going to go didn't go that way. It's kind of fucking dumb. But at the same time, I was like, you have this chance to do things differently and to explore something different yet. It kind of all unfolded the same exact way Um, to an extent. I just thought that it was a missed opportunity. Um, That was really all that was really the only thought. I mean, I, I do think it was, entertaining i i enjoyed it it was a fun 30 minutes 30 40 minutes whatever it was but i really think that they could have done more and explored more with those characters no i think i i think i well i agree to i agree to a point where with you because that would have been nice to see that but at the same time i think the point that they were trying to make is that does certain with certain people it doesn't matter what the reality is their mindset and end goal are the going to be the same no matter what yeah and they're just going to find and because of that their circumstances may change but they're still going to be pretty much 
driven they are who to they do are. the same thing. Yeah, they're driven to do the same things no matter what. They're just they're gonna get they're going to get to their end goal no matter what. It right. may take a completely different path, but they're going to get to their end goal. And his end goal was getting to Wakanda and taking over. Yeah. Okay. I, I can see that that point. Um, I just thought it would have been more interesting. Oh, I, I agree. Um, especially not even the Killmonger hero turn, but the Tony villain turn would have been amazing. And I guess it's more or less you don't want to leave people with that thought because we already have him being the epic, amazing hero that he is in Endgame. But I think that if Tony hadn't had that moment of him becoming a hero out of necessity, he would have gone down the road of becoming a villain. And I think it would have been really interesting to kind of explore that and having and the they, person who saved him be the person who has to go against him. I, I don't know. That's just my opinion again. And they may still do something like that. They may. Sure. Yeah. They I'm may just, still do something. There's a whole, there's, episode, a, there's a second season already. Yeah. Okay. And you know, they could easily do something like that in the next season. Yeah. True. Like I think for right now, pardon me, they, that they're setting up something specific. With the, with these stories that they're trying to tell, yeah, and then we might get more random or more in. I I don't want to say more interesting, but more random or more twisty stories for the next season, right? Yeah, I I uh... like they'll start off at points that we never saw at, uh, for the characters, or they'll start at points that we that are further back. Okay. Yeah, that would work. I mean, we've been seeing. Again, it's not really, it's not that I didn't enjoy it or didn't like it. I just thought there was like, there were ideas that it could have explored that would have been more interesting, in my opinion. That's all. Um, Like I said, I really love the Wakanda stuff. I really love the the, the Chala stuff. I really love the Dora Milaje stuff. Um, The fact that they, The fact that Pepper and Shuri are going to be the ones to to bring them down at the end. Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. I like that. Um, So, yeah, overall, it wasn't a terrible episode. It was it was definitely wasn't my my least favorite episode. I just again, this might just be a fact, a problem of my expectations kind of getting in my own way. You know what I mean? Mm. Because once I heard that, I had this in my mind of, oh, this must be where they're going to go, you know? But uh, either way, I, I thought that the episode was fine. It was it was okay. Um, we don't know what the new one is going to be yet. But I am, yeah. uh, uh, again, we'll, we'll obviously they, review the next episode. It's Tuesday today, right? Yep, Tuesday, and it, the new one drops tomorrow. And we ain't got nothing. Uh, I didn't see anything. Again, I haven't. I haven't looked at the news since um, about think, three three thirty four o'clock something like that. So they may the have last picture. The last picture I saw of anything was um, one of, and it looked like Dark Doctor Strange, and Party Thor, is what Party, they're calling him. Party That's Thor. what they're calling him. Party Thor. Oh boy. 
<laughs> well, that'll be interesting. Um, don't know what that means. Don't know what that is. But I'm, I'm all in. I Again, this show, as much as I said, I didn't like the Doctor Strange episode. And this one, not that it wasn't good. I just, it just didn't didn't connect as much for me as I was expecting or hoping, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a good, ep- a good series overall. I, I do like it. Um, it's a fun, typically fun. That fucking dark doctor strange was not fun. That was a fucking downer, <laughs> but overall it's a pretty fun show. Um, it's a good way. And to I have, I have to give it to them for minutes. going there though. Yeah, I know. And again, maybe I should just rewatch it just to get it. Maybe I missed something or maybe maybe I was in just not in the mood for it or so. I don't know. Like I, 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 you know, after the episode before that, I was like, wow, they're 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 kind of starting to go down a dark path. And they did like for like the next two episodes were pretty damn dark. And I'm like, even this episode was pretty dark. And I think there's a point to this. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I I really do think I I really do think there's a point to them making these last. I feel like we're going to come out on a lighter side, but I feel like what. And and if you notice, the watcher was there. He was fully there. Yes. Yes. Yep. He was fully visible this time. And it's like, yeah, he's like, it's the more he shows up, the more important things are getting. And it's like, it's, I really feel like that the the darker that these things are, it's, there's a reason. And he's trying to, and that's, he's looking at the darker ones for a reason. Yeah. It's definitely like you had said before, like we have talked about before, it's going to culminate in something large. It's definitely leading somewhere. It's not just standalone episodes. This is this series is going somewhere. So, yeah, we'll be back next week to talk about the next episode. Um, But, yeah, that's all I had for this week. Um, We will be dropping an episode of The Intake covering all things anime. Uh, That should be up shortly, uh, if not the same day as as this episode, uh, possibly a day later. But it's going to be Brian, myself and uh our friend tone ramos he's going to join the conversation and um something that we had talked about uh starting in october tone is going to be our third uh our third co-host here so that's something pretty exciting i'm i'm very happy that he's going to be joining us yeah Um, that just kind of happened and that was very cool yeah, it was it was very organic. It, it came out of the the thought that I know very little about anime. Brian knows a lot about anime, and I was like, you know what, my friend Tone knows a lot about anime. Maybe we should uh, include him on this uh, episode of the intake. That way, those two can bounce stuff off of one another, and I can sit there and listen, which worked out very well. <laughs> um, but talking with him and and the conversations that that everybody had it was very uh organic and it it worked very well so we are uh going to bring tone on starting in october um he will be part of our october halloween season 
discussions. I think uh, we have a, a, a slate coming up that will be all Halloween centric, all horror centric. Um, so we're going to have him included on that. He's a big horror fan as well. Um, but going forward, uh, except for next week, next week, Tone, I don't think is going to be involved. But going forward in October, from October forward, it's going to be a three-man show. Three-man so show. It's going to be pretty, uh, pretty exciting. I'm very happy for it. And thank you, Tone, for in allowing uh, us two to uh, guide you into the podcast uh, realm. Because he, he, he was walking around like he knew what he was doing. He, he certainly did. Uh, he was saying he wanted to get in this for a while. So we're glad to have him. Yep. So uh, we will be back next week. And uh, we will talk about last week. And until then, I will say goodbye, Brian. Have a good one, everyone. All right, guys. Take care. <laughs>